Hey, man, I just want to jump in here. We, you know, time-wise, it's a Kairos moment, so let's not waste too much of it. Uh, I want you to open your Bibles and go to Philippians chapter 2. We're going to be reading from the CEV, the Contemporary English Version. And, you know, while, while you're getting there and while you're getting ready, just, just realize that, you know, every once in a while, I, I'm sure there's more than one verse in the Bible that you could take. If you could just take that one verse and apply that one verse, you'd just walk in victory. This is one of those verses. That if you would just take this one, I, I challenge you this week. I, I double dog dare you to take this one verse this week, every day, every day, choose to live this verse out. Don't, don't, don't decide in the morning, you know, well, before, when I get out of bed, I'm going to, no, decide before you go to bed. You know, a lot of people, you know, they take their pulse in the morning and see what kind of day they're going to have. How about we decide before the day starts? You know, I'm, I'm going to live in victory on Monday. Some of you are not sure. I don't know what's happening Monday. <laughs> Does he know something we don't know? It's a, it's a trick thing, isn't it? It's a trick. No, no. Let's make a decision now. I'm going to live this out. I'm going to take this and apply it to my life. I'm, I'm going to get in this thing. Let's read these first four verses here. It says, "Christ encourages you. His love comforts you. God's spirit unites you, and you are concerned for others." Now make me completely happy, live in harmony by showing love for each other. Be united in what you think as if you were only one person. Don't be jealous or proud, but be humble and consider others more important than yourself. Care about them as much as you care about yourselves. Isn't that awesome? Hey, man, those four verses are crazy good. We're just going to ask you to live one of them. Just the first one, okay? Just the first one. Christ encourages you everybody say that christ encourages you say it with me one more time christ encourages you there are some things you need to understand that just elementary basic truth right here christ encourages you so if you are discouraged you're probably outside of christ you're not pressing into christ you know christ we probably should point out is not jesus's last name I know what's going through your head right now. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> no, Christ is a word that means the anointed one or the anointing. So in the anointing, there's encouragement, right? If you're operating in the anointing, if you're living in the anointing, if you're living in Christ, if you are actively involved and engaged in who Christ says you are, who God says you are, if you, you know, it's one thing to say, I am who this says I am. It's another thing to live it. Right? And, but let me just share with you that if you're in Christ, there is encouragement for you. Amen. If you're in Christ, courage begins to bubble up on the inside of you. If, if, if you've locked on, if you've accepted what God has to say about you, encouragement begins to, begins to flow in your life. And, and, and encouragement, encouragement is awesome. Everybody needs it. Come on. Everybody needs it. But let, let me just share this much with you. If we were in a premarital counseling session, ladies, I would, I would point out to you that the number one need of every male, the number one need of every male is a cheerleader. 
Man, yeah, yeah. I got guys going, tell him. <laughs> tell him. You might be thinking, well, he's a loser. Even when the team's losing, the, the cheerleaders are, yeah. And there's a reason he might be living like a loser. Because his cheerleader ain't doing very well. Let me just throw this at you. This is free. It ain't got much to do with what I'm really talking about today, but, but it's, it's free, so just take it. If, ladies, ladies if, you don't, if you don't live as his cheerleader, he will find someone who will. Well, I'll kill him. <laughs> no, he'll, he'll find something that, that brings encouragement to him. He'll, he'll be at the tavern or he'll be on the bowling league or he'll be on a softball team or he'll go somewhere. It not, doesn't mean that he's going to run off with another woman. Let's hope he doesn't have to do that. He needs a cheerleader. Everybody needs encouragement. Everybody, and it's awesome, isn't it? Isn't it awesome when you've got a friend in your life who encourages you? You know, if you've ever Royal, you know Royal Folsom, uh, what is he like? I, you know, he babysat Moses way back in the day. He's 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 been around for a while, and Royal Royal will send out little cards. If you've ever received one of the cards, you know Royal's a Saturday night guy, and 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 if you've ever received one of those cards from Royal, it's just encouragement. And, you just, and it's awesome. Isn't it cool to get one of those? Someday I'm going to know what it feels like. <laughs> it's awesome to get encouragement from people. It really feels good, doesn't it? But you have got to realize that you can't expect your encouragement to come from other people. It's nice when it does. But it's not your source of encouragement. You got to remember that people who can make you feel good can also make you feel bad. Christ encourages you. Why do you think the enemy is doing everything he can to separate you from, from Christ? Because there's real encouragement in Christ. See, if, if you're looking for encouragement from others... All of a sudden, you begin to live a life that's attempting to please them. Because that's when you find encouragement from others is when you've pleased them. So you be living in idolatry. Trying to locate some encouragement. And the funny thing is, is that people, you know, when you do everything they want you to, you're still not quite good enough. You're going to screw it up, and they're going to let you know. <laughs> You're going to say, isn't God good? And they're going to go, hello? It's not always encouraging. People aren't always encouraging, but if Christ is your encourager, oh, now I can live to please him. Now my focus is on him, and there's always encouragement. He will encourage me. Got to tell you, there was a season in our life. You know, you know Paul, he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, right? And he, he made statements like, I do not consider myself to have apprehended. I don't think I have this all together. 
But what I'm trying to do is forget what's behind and press towards the mark and, and reach out. And, and, you know, Paul's saying, yeah, I don't have it all together. Please, please don't think that I'm telling you today that, that I've got this down. But I've learned a few things. And one of them is that if I can live to please God and not really be too concerned with pleasing people, I can, I can walk in a consistent level of encouragement. This is, this is one area where I can help you. Get in Christ. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. God's not against you. He's for you. He's not trying to take you out. If he was, you'd be a greasy spot in the carpet already. Hello, somebody. The word encourage means to inspire with confidence or to stimulate by approval. Quit trying to get the approval of people and recognize you're already approved by God. How awesome is that? That God has already put his stamp of approval on you. Now, there might be some things in your life that he's going he's gonna to change. But that's cool because I got his approval. I like it when people approve of me, but it doesn't matter as long as I know God does. Because there's people who are never going to approve of you. I don't care how many hoops you jump through. I don't care how good you get, how, how fast you run, how high you jump, how perfect you look. There's still an empty place there. But Christ, Christ encourages you. You know, our approval is from him. Then we don't have to position ourselves to find it someplace else. He will inspire us with confidence. You know, confidence is pretty important stuff. Hebrews 10, 35 says, Don't cast away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward, for you have need of patience, for after you've done the will of God, you're going to receive the promise. Well, read that backwards. Where's the promise? It's right on the other side of fulfilling the will of God. In order to fulfill the will of God, you're going to need patience. And patience just simply means to remain the same all the way to the end. So you're going to have to remain the same, not be changed, not change your mind, not change your belief system. But you're going to have to, you're going to, have to maintain this all the way to the end. Well, how do I do that? Go back to verse 35 for me. It's in my confidence. My confidence allows me to, to remain the same. I'm confident. I'm sure. I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be talked out of. I'm not going to have a second thought. Um, well, Christ encourages you. That encouragement allows you to walk in confidence. People are changing their mind all the time. God does not change. So I can grow in my confidence. And now, don't throw away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. You've got need of patience because once you do the will of God, you're going to receive the promise. So in other words, I don't have to allow my experiences to pull me down, my beliefs down to that level. I can pull my experiences up to the level of my belief. I think, I think we need to hear that again. I, I was uh, reading some stuff by, uh, 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 what's his name in Australia? Brian Houston, Brian Houston, and, and this statement was in there. And I thought, man, that, that's so good. He said, many people allow their experiences, they, they, they lower their beliefs to the level of their experience rather than raising their experience to the level of their belief. 
Yeah, that's what you got to do. That's, that's what he's talking about. Where's your confidence? Where's your confidence in, in, in the Word of God? You know, in Christ. How are you going to get in Christ? Well, you're going to have to get in the Word. You're gonna, you're gonna have, where's your anointing? That's your anointing. Well, your anointing, your power. That, you're going to have to be in the book, man. You, you start getting in the Word of God, and all of a sudden the confidence begins to grow inside of you. And you, you realize that, well, I, I might not be seeing it. Can you imagine what it would be like if, if every time you did something, if it didn't work out the way you thought it should, that you would change you know, your belief system to that experience? You, that's what he's talking about, being tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. You believe anything. For about a minute, you know, come on, if you were building a cake and you had the recipe and it didn't turn out just right, do you change your beliefs? No, you change the way you handle the recipe. Right, Sam? Several years ago, Sam was going to bless Shelby and I, a lot of years ago, 20, 20 years ago. She's going to bless us with, with uh, brownies. And they were so good, we used them for two or three years as a doorstop. <laughs> and a sermon and illustration for all my life. But she didn't stop. She didn't let her experience pull you know, the, her belief system down to that level. She's, no, no. Right? She, she brought her experience up to the level of her belief. She knew that if she followed the recipe correctly, that she'd one day have brownies. And I'm here today to tell you, the girl can bake a brownie. Thank you, Jesus. Just because you're not seeing everything right now, well, maybe you need to adjust the recipe. Don't, don't change your belief system. Don't lose your confidence. Don't let go of your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. You've got need of patience. You've got to remain the same all the way. When you've done the will of God, when you do what he said, he'll produce what he promised every single time. Don't lose your confidence. Don't get outside of Christ. If you're depressed today, you're outside of Christ. You've got to get back in Christ and, and let him elevate you and, and fill you with confidence. He's got a plan for you. It's on the wall. He's going to prosper you. He's going to give you hope. He's going to give you a future. Don't cave in and quit now. Don't lose your confidence now. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't recognize what you're going to. Who cares what you're going through? If God be for me, who cares who's against me? Come on. I, I, I got a promise from God. Do you? Have you got a promise? Have you got a dream? Have you got a word that's burning on the inside? If you don't, get in the book. Find that promise. Build that confidence. And let, let Christ encourage you. Let Christ encourage you. Look at your neighbor and say, let Christ encourage you. Look at the next thing. Go, go back, if you would, to Philippians 2. Christ encourages you. His love comforts you. His love, you know what's crazy is that most people really have a hard time letting God love them. You know, we start throwing up, well, you don't know what I've done, you, you know, and all the mistakes I've made and all the stupid things I've done and the weirdness I've said and where I've come from. Yeah. Stop. You got to let God love you. You got to let God love you. Because if you need healing, where does healing come from? The love of God. I need provision. Where's that? The love of God. 
Why is he going to flow in my life? Because he loves me. 1 John chapter 3, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the children of the living God. Good Lord, he brought you into the family. He brought you into the family. We, we've been adopted, and whereby we have the right to call him Abba, Father. This is our Father. This is our Father. He loves us. He's better than a friend. You know, raising kids, it's, it's a lot of stuff I wish we'd known before we started. You know, now, now that they're 18, 21, you know, I'm like, dude, I could do this a lot better now. You know, to, to spend the first 16 years messing them up, and now we're trying to fix them. <laughs> I blame that on their mother. <laughs> you know, what's crazy is one day I was having a conversation with one of the boys, and said, why don't you stop being a father for a minute and just be my friend? And I went, I don't think you want me to do that. No, that's what I really want. No, I don't really think you do. I know that's what we think we want. But listen, I got some great friends in the room. I mean, really, for every single one of you, you need to know something. I love you. I would take a bullet for any one of you. I would not let any one of you shoot me, but I would take a bullet. Right. See, there's a big old honking difference. <laughs> okay. don't, don't forget that. But, uh, you know, I love you. But there are things that I would do for my sons that I would never consider at all for you. Why? Because they're my sons. You know, there, there's some stuff my boys get that you, you, you can dream all you want. You ain't getting it. Right? But they're my sons. Sorry, Todd. They're, they're my sons. You're his child. I mean, I, I, I love to sing, I am a friend of God, but I love to live, I am a son. His love comforts you. See, a lot of us aren't comfortable letting God love us. And you got to get there. You gotta, you, you're going to have, there's a reason the enemy doesn't want you to be encouraged. It's because you'll lose your confidence. If you lose your confidence, you don't ever make it to the reward. There's a reason God, the enemy strategizes against you being comfortable enough to accept the love of God. Because every good and precious gift that cometh down from the Father above is based on his love. And if you don't believe he loves you, you, you won't have the belief to, to call on him, to ask for, for the things he's even promised you. The enemy doesn't want you knowing the love of God. Because if you're not comfortable in his love, you'll live wrong. You'll live wrong. Because you won't realize that, well, since God loves me, I can, uh, I can just be who he's called me to be. I, I, can just, I can be comfortable in who I am. Whether, it doesn't matter how others see me. I don't find my encouragement from others. I find it from Christ. So I can just relax and let God love me. But if I don't know the love of God, now I've got to work really hard to, to make some things happen and to project an image that, that's acceptable by others so that, so that they'll encourage me. I can't live the life God's called me to live if I don't know the love that the Father wants to love me with. 
man, I wish we had a little bit more time today. It's a Kairos moment. Can't waste your time. Got to give it to you. But if you don't know the love of God, then I'm telling you something. I've been in church my whole life. Even when I didn't serve God, I was in church. Traveled with a gospel music group. And when the, when the curtains came down, the bottles came out. We were heathens. We looked good, though. <laughs> we go into churches and do meetings. It was really weird. When we go into churches and do meetings, I was always in charge of the altar call. Because I don't know why. I, I, always, I could get a response. You know how weird it is to lead people to the Lord knowing I ain't living it. Because I, well, what, why, why, what would ever possess you to do that? Well, I grew up in church. I was around Christians. They trained me. Didn't know the love of God. And I got to tell you, there's days where struggle understanding the love of God now. You got to relax. Got to let God love you. Just got to let God love you. Otherwise, you're going to live the wrong life. You won't walk healed because you'll think, well, you've done something that separates you from your healing. You won't understand. No, the love of God has connected you to the healer. His spirit unites you. His spirit unites you. You realize that there's no unity without the spirit. Wrong spirit destroys unity. Unity is never produced by proving you are right. It's only produced by a passionate desire for unity. Well, why do you say that? Well, because if you're not comfortable in the love of God, you'll be living a life trying to prove that you're right. You won't be in a place where you can say, it doesn't even matter. You know, read Matthew 6, start at verse 20, go down through verse 33, 34. You know, it's all familiar scriptures. How many times in, the, in that, you know, no one can serve two masters. Don't even worry about what you're going to eat or drink. Don't worry about tomorrow. Don't even think about it. Don't give it any thought. Quit, you know, knock it off. And what he's saying is, stop focusing on the stuff that you think matters because the stuff you think matters doesn't even matter. See, here's the deal is that we, sometimes we, 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 we live like we're, we're grid kid players when in reality we're NFL, you know, potential. You know, ne ne is it next Sunday when the Steelers are going to win that thing? Yeah. Um, this, yeah. <laughs> That's next Sunday. Ain't that right, Vince? Look at Vince. He got, it. He got the right coat on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the other guys, uh, who is it, the Cowboys that they're playing? Who are they playing? Seriously, I, I'm, not, I'm not really into the thing. Uh, who is it? You, that's actually a team, the Packers? Okay. Um, maybe they got a player, too. Uh, <laughs> here, here's the deal. Goodbye. Um, see, if, if you care about stuff that doesn't matter, you'll be really carnal like that. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> okay, they got a guy, you got a guy, uh, the only reason I know anything at all about Steelers is they got a guy, Palomalo, who went to school, high school, like 10 miles from, from where Shelby and I grew up. And uh, Palomalo 
man, if you know anything, if you, anything at all, you don't even have to know football, and you find out Palomalo hits like a truck, right? This guy's crazy. He's known for, dude, he's got some power. I'm sure the, I'm sure the Pickers or whatever their name was, I'm sure they have somebody, but uh, sound like a country western team to me, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, if you can hit like Palomalo or, or like one of the Packers, you got that skill, but you, you don't use it, you're missing the mark. Well, that's called sin. See, just to miss the mark. If we have the potential, the potential to change worlds, I mean, to, to change the world for so many people, we've got the potential. Look, look what it says. You're concerned for others. See, you'll never be concerned for others until you understand the spirit of unity, which you can't have unless you're comfortable with the love of God, and you're not going to know that until you find that it's Christ who encourages you. you got the potential to change the world for suffering humanity. We have the potential to do something that changes tri-cities. We have the potential to reach lives that are... That are suffering and hurting and people who are dying. But if, if we don't have unity, then, then we're fighting for, for what we want and for our need and, and for our thing, and we're focused on stuff that doesn't really even matter. And we become like, uh, you know, I, I hesitate to say certain things because, I, you know, I know that when I talk to people, I know the thing that they're going to remember. They're going to remember some stupid thing I said. And sometimes I can't help it. Up my mouth and pfft. But see, I, I don't want to be, I don't want us to be. I don't think that you do. I don't think our heart, I don't think our, I don't think our, our motive, our, our mission is to, is to repeat the, the failures of other groups of people who had the same opportunities that we have had. See, if I use the phrase, play in church, what's that mean to you? Well, let, let me tell you what it, what it means to me. Is that we do anything less than our full potential. We get together to encourage one another. Well, wait a minute. Our encouragement is in Christ. I like it when you encourage me. But my encouragement comes from Christ. I want you to love me. But I'm pressing in to know the love of God. Hello? I want my way, but I guess I'm willing to surrender it if I have to because I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go after his way. Why? So that I can truly do what God's called and created me to do. Impact the lives of others. It's not about me. It's about others. It's not about you. It's about others. Well, wait a minute. What about me? Well, he's going to love us and take care of us. He's going to bless us. He's going to increase us. It, God said, God took an oath. And he gave it to Abraham, who's a father of our faith. And he said, you'll be blessed coming in. And blessed coming in. You realize that it's like God himself, he swore. It's like God stood up and raised his right hand and said, I swear I'll bless you. I swear to you that every family of the earth will be blessed by you. Why do you have to be concerned with that? God swore he'd handle that side. got to live for others, which means I've got to have unity. 
Look, look at verse 2 real quick. We're going to read it. Live in harmony, showing love for each other. Be united in what you think as if you're only one person. As if you're only one person. What, what, are, we, what are we doing? What do we do when we say we're going to refocus our focus? What are we looking for? We're looking for this kind of unity. Where everything we do, everything we invest our energy, our resources into is finding people who are far from God, walking in a place where they're close to God, equipping them to live a life of victory with and for God. That's all, that's all we want to do is just change somebody's world. Not once or twice a year, every day. Every day. Which means that we've got to let God work on, on us. Look at verse 3. Don't be jealous. Don't be proud. But be humble. Consider others more important than yourself. Go ahead. Care about them as much as you care about yourself. Caring about others. Caring about, you know, uh, we've got this in the New Living, right? Put it up in the New Living. Check it out. Different days require a different focus, at least for me. Some days I got one area great, and, but I'm really struggling over here. So I, I'm challenging you, see, to make a commitment, right? Every, every week we're making commitments. Well, what is it this week? I commit to unity. Commit to unity. Is there any encouragement? So you got to ask yourself, am I encouraged? Some days, you know, that's just not a problem for me. I, I, I'm, I'm encouraged in Christ. Is there any comfort in this love? I, so, you know, some days it's just not a problem. I, I, I can let God love me and and, you know, there, there are days where I, I just get to spend, you know, quality time in the presence of God, and it just changes me, and, and I experience the love of God. Any fellowship together in the Spirit yet? Yeah, got that going. Got it. Yep, got that. Are, are your hearts tender and compassionate? Uh-oh. That's kind of, that, that one I kind of deal with. God's got to deal with me every now and then right here. Got to be careful because your, your idea of compassion and God's idea of compassion might not be the same thing. I'm pretty sure they're not. But my heart isn't what God wants my heart to be if I'm not really alert. I challenge you this week, every day. Challenge you to go home today. Say, okay, any encouragement? If there isn't, get in Christ. If there is, move on to the next. Is there any comfort in his love? Are you comfortable? In his love, are you trying to work yourself to find a position to put yourself out there? Are you having to live a projected lifestyle? Or are you just comfortable with who you are? And can, can you handle who God's called you to be? Can you handle where God's placed you? Can you, can you, handle, can you handle your role? Are you, does it bother you if somebody else starts doing what you've been doing? Only they, it even appears that they might even be doing it better. Any fellowship in the spirit? How's your relationships with the body? Who you mad at? Come on. When you go, isn't it a bummer to go to church and during worship look over and see somebody coming in late and it's people you don't like? How's your relationships? Any fellowship in the spirit? You got people in the body you need to walk in forgiveness? Hello? Can I... Can I also, I just want to submit this thought that I know that you think that they think a certain thing about you every time they think about you, but you need to know that they don't think about you as often as you think they think about you. Hello? 
and uh, all of that stuff is the enemy trying to separate you, the body. Why? Because if we ever learn that you're my strength, if we ever learn that, we're going we're gonna to know unity. If we know unity, we're going to change the lives of others. Is your heart tender? Is it compassionate? If it isn't, then go to prayer. Go to God. Okay, God, here I come. Help me, Jesus. I don't know how many days I have to do this. Help me, Lord. I don't, I don't, I don't, want, to, I don't want to demonstrate Tom. I want to demonstrate God. So help me. You'd be surprised how often I don't say what I'm thinking. Huh, honey? Here's the deal. Is if we can live this one scripture, we can change a lot of worlds. We can, I said we can change a lot of worlds. If we can't live this one, we can't even change our own. If we can't live this one, then we just have to repeat life as we know it. If we can't find encouragement from Christ, we're going to try to get it from people. And we're going to live disappointed and broken and empty. If we can't live comfortable in his love, then we're going to be messed up individuals who are always focused on things that don't matter. If we can't find unity in the spirit and fellowship there, we're going to be isolated, independent, stiff-necked people who don't care about anybody else. No matter what we say, we got to live this one verse. We got to take this one verse and we got to we got to burn it into the into the the core of our being. I'm going to find my encouragement in Christ. I'm going to let God love me like a father, like He wants to love me. I'm going to stay in fellowship with with the body. I'm going to quit fighting for my way, my thought, my making my point. Now I'm going to stop that. We'll live for others because Christ died for me so my life could make a difference. He's empowered me to change the world of others. So I'm going to let him do it. Amen? Close your book. Bow your head. Let me pray for you.